0: FM 101.9 megahertz
1: of life
0: now we have on the line as we always do this time of the day uh, our friend from dear uh, dear dear South Africa Rob Hutchinson how are you doing Rob
1: very well in yourself Benji
0: that was that was a, a Christmas slip-up you'll have to you'll have to forgive <laughs> me there a, a little bit that time of the year Absolutely. uh Rob you are keeping track of all sorts of things. You you always warn us that December is the time for the government to sneak strange legislative changes into the breach when no one is, uh, is 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 watching. Are we on our guard? Do we have to worry about anything?
1: Yeah. So there's as as usual, governments woken up at the the last minute, and there are a couple of new introductions. Yeah, and I expect there to be quite a few more before before the year does close. There's uh, there's been a lot of talk about the uh, national health insurance again. That seems to be rearing its head, with some organisations also now opposing certain regulations that have been published in, in, in regards to that. There's the copyright amendment bill, which is another piece of con- controversial uh, legislation, and a national minimum wage commission proposal to making some adjustments for, for 2022 on the. National minimum wage and how that is rolled out and where it applies in different sectors and so on. There's a whole, there's a whole lot of others as well. The tax, there's some tax reforms and uh, retirement plan reforms, which Treasury has put out two discussion papers on, on that. Um, some of those are actually quite good to, to, to be honest. There's two papers. One of them talks about a two pot system which forces people – well, it doesn't force people. It allows people to draw on their, their retirement savings before, before they actually do mature. And um, it also proposes that they must still keep a certain amount in so they do have money for retirement and it's not all gone. And then the second paper is more focused on uh, retirement funds in general – but more concerned around the governance of thereof and especially when it comes to umbrella funds. So that's a good one. There are, there are others on, on the call there. Uh, there's uh, domestic violence and criminal response bills. There's the financial sector and deposit insurance levies bill, all very complicated stuff, but necessary in, in the long term. And all of this seems to be uh, coming up before the, the budget speech in in February of of next year so a lot of financial bills on the go treasury did call for comments um, on proposals for for the uh, for the budget speech in 20 2022 and the public has had quite a bit of say and some good organisations have had their say too
0: but so there is quite a lot of uh, I say good stuff coming along some healthcare some insurance some finance some but there's anything sort of big and hairy that we have to be scared, you know, one of those things that are like, uh, you know, I think this time last year, in fact, Rob, if I'm not mistaken, they did something dodgy with the, like the land bill or something.
1: Yes. Uh, so that, that the land expropriation bill in its various forms, um, the uh, changing the section, section 25 of the constitution, the constitution 18th amendment bill or expropriation bill and other, other bills do seem to, the rear of their heads round about December, and um, as you said, last December it did, December before it did, and this time was, was no exception. When I think we might have chatted about that uh, some time ago, where government proposed the, or uh, well, whether it was actually voted on in in Parliament, and it was um, it was mooted and put put aside, but we do think that think that will definitely be coming back, and I feel it will it will. Uh, raise itself again, probably towards the middle or end of end of next year, but there's other bills as well which are of concern and in the pipeline. We've heard rumours of the uh, mandatory vaccination bill and how government is going to roll that out, and COVID passports and so on. And as we know, President Ramaphosa has put together a task team to discuss this, and they will put together a draft bill. Uh, to, which will have to go out for public comment on, on the matter of mandatory vaccinations and passbooks. Uh, we're already running a campaign. They've got a fantastic response on that. There's about over 190,000 public submissions already and majority, about 87% say no, no to mandatory vaccinations. However that could that could swing around as more people get in, get involved on on that and when government actually releases the official paper for public comment
0: yeah that's certainly very interesting I think we'll be uh, very contentious as you say um, with uh, different with different elements and different interests as they as they come up and I suppose also, Exactly how all of these waves pan out and, uh, you know, I guess the the, the virus will also have its say, even though it's not allowed to officially comment. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's very interesting. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll be speaking again to Rob Hutchinson. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9. Hi, FM. Talking, as we always do, to Rob Hutchinson from Dear South Africa. Uh, Rob, I know that the story is kind of over a bit, but uh, I, I couldn't help but seeing that you completed your public participation around the issue of Miss Universe and Miss SA. We never quite uh, got back to it after you launched it. What were the results in the end of the discussion around uh, government interference in the arts and sports and and whether Miss Universe should go to Israel? Yeah.
1: Oh, it was a fantastic campaign. It was real eye opener, I must I must say. You know, government was and media were convinced that um, the public wasn't in support of this, and and South Africans uh, do do not support Ms. Um, SA going going to to Israel, and yeah, you know, the the public participation proved completely completely opposite. We had we had over fifteen thousand public submissions on that, and that oh, was 15,051 to be to be exact and 13,545 uh, showed that they do not support government's decision to withdraw support of Ms SA. and only 1,215 said they do support government's uh, decision to withdraw support of Ms SA, and which is which is quite a reflection on the value of of public participation you know, don't always believe the hype that you see in the media and and what you're told. You really look towards the facts, and it was really fantastic because the, she she did fantastically well, and I'm glad we actually showed showed that the public do support her. And must have given her a great boost of confidence in what could have really been uh, something quite controversial and and not really encouraging towards her. So. Yeah the report is available we've actually got a full list of public comments um which we can which we've actually put on our website for the public to download so you can actually see what the public were were actually saying um and so on and so on it's really it's really an eye opener but again uh, it shows the value of proper public uh, participation
0: it, Rob, I'm quite interested, you know, when you presented these results to the public, I know you put out a press release saying, you know, this is what we found in some of you, in some of our uh, results. I mean, did, was the media resistant to then reporting on it because it didn't kind of fit, uh, you know, the three people who were reporting on this in the newsroom? Or were people sort of open to then suddenly having a discussion once, once some serious facts were put on the table?
1: media silence as as to be expected <laughs> there was uh, there was me there was some interest from from sort of alternative media, but yeah you know, the mainstream media just kept kept quiet on it because they had already put out the narrative there in, in which con and this totally contradicted what what they were saying not 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 unexpected but you know we have seen this so so many times before and uh, really benji I, I I crave for the days of of True, true, true journalism to return. Maria, I can't, it's about time we actually took the media to task and said, you know, you're actually supposed to be testing government, not always towing the line, you know, get some, get some real investigative journalists going out there, not just copy and paste journalists. And I have
0: to say, I, I, I mean, I saw an interview that ENCA did. They went to the airport. Uh, mm. And you could see the reporter was sort of deeply uncomfortable because she had expected to arrive there to see a big sort of anti-Israel demonstration, and there was like all these people with Israeli flags and welcoming Ms. SA, and and sort of like she she hadn't she she sort of had prepared a script you could see in her head, and it just wasn't working, and it was kind of a, <laughs> the music thing to watch, to be honest, uh, as she interviewed people who she didn't prepare for. It was kind of funny to see. Oh,
1: great. <laughs> I, I love it when when they get caught out like that. It really. But you know, it makes journalists think as well because they, they generally act on, on orders or instructions from, from editors and so on. We don't know where the editors get the instructions from, but you know, journalists must actually start questioning and not just who they're interviewing or their subject matter, but the instructions that they're given as well and just they see how long they last in, in, in the industry before they head off to a, an alternative media, media outlet and it's a sad state of affairs with with journalism we simply don't know what is the truth anymore is there truth or is it just public well, i mean is it just a journalist's opinion an interpretation of the truth that's presented as news we need total a total reform and a rethink of mainstream media
0: absolutely very very interesting and i'm sure a discussion that we will be having as we as we go forward Rob, uh, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you so much for joining us this whole year, and I hope that uh, uh, that we will be able to chat to you again next year, because you know we've just had an election, but it's almost as though the elections are now going to be starting up again for 2024, so I'm sure there'll be lots of interesting things to discuss.
1: Absolutely. I think next year is going to be a really exciting time as uh, with a lot of amendments to bills, a lot of suggestions from parliament and a lot of excitement happening in parliament. As, as you correctly say, we draw closer to the elections. Looking forward to it. And thank you for, for a wonderful year, ben- Benji and, and listeners.